Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. I have, what am I going to say, three or five? Five today. Five, five members of my fire family. I've got Scott. Hey. I've got Ash. Hello. I've got Luke. Hey. And I've got Paul. Hello, hello. Um, so Luke and Paul are from Modus. Modus Barrett. So today they are Modus. They are Modus. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, today, uh, as you know, if you listen to us, we talk about them a lot. And I uh, want to welcome you guys back to the podcast. And uh, let's get you to do just a little introduction on yourself, and how you started, and where you're at today. Okay, well, I'll, I'll jump in because it kind of started at the uh, uh, about 10 years ago. Um, I'm a member of a local fire department here in North Grenville Fire Service, and uh, we were playing around at a couple different calls, and uh, a, a number of them were uh, in uh, deep snow in the winter and fooling with lines. You know how hard it is to advance a line, and we got talking together about ways to, uh, to better advance a hose line. And I went home on a Saturday, and... Um, welded or soldered up some copper pipe in the shape of a letter s and uh you know thought about this pinching action that could be performed on a on a hose and that really was the beginning of of modus today that was uh we were designing this uh this snagger tool i got a background in plumbing and electrical and milking cows and whatever and so it kind of came naturally i know milking cows and snagger really goes well together <laughs> but uh um the uh, and then and it's been it's been a fun process to go through uh, almost yeah now going on eleven or twelve years uh, to to get the product uh, to to where it is today and and I joined up with Paul about six years ago to really carry the, the the business forward. It was not something I could do on my own. I have other companies and businesses um, uh, that I was looking after, and I needed somebody to focus on it full time. Also, who knew how to design tools and develop things and uh, that's where paul and i well he married my cousin so that uh, it's kind of an obligation to make sure that she was looked after <laughs> that sounds uh, like a joke yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh they're not cousins um yeah but, yeah we're not cousins <laughs> no clarify <laughs> that yeah let's make sure that's clear but uh yeah and in the early days actually for the podcast i brought one of the very first uh designs wow. this is out of solid stainless steel and uh, I, this was made in China, and it, ha- it weighs about 10 times what a normal snagger does. It's made out of solid stainless steel with a point, knurling. And we said, well, that was, oh, sorry, this is the second one. The, the first one is a lot bigger, a lot bigger around. And so we were playing with different designs. And I've got a bin here of probably 30 or 40 iterations of the tool as it, as it progressed. Um, I partnered with a couple guys in Toronto, some friends of mine that were, we were in the solar business. We were doing uh, renewable energy development and they were building racks for solar panels. So they understood the whole process of extruding aluminum. And I got talking with them one day about, hey, I'm trying to build this tool out of aluminum. And they said, why don't you, why don't you extrude it and cut it? And I didn't know what that meant. And so we ended up spending a lot of time in their shop and that's where we started bringing the prototypes back to Canada and uh, and playing in their shop in Scarborough, Ontario. Archie and Henry were good partners uh, with me for a number of years till their business got too busy, and that's when I uh, connected with Paul. And then we added a whole lot of other products to our uh, to our lineup. So I think I got a bit of background noise there I wanted to kill. Um, 
anyway, the uh, yeah, and and bringing Paul in was great because he had a lot of energy and a lot of um, uh, the ability to focus on figuring out an optimal way to produce this tool to market it, and then that's when we started adding all kinds of other tools and you know reaching out to folks like yourselves to uh, to understand what the market needs were. You know, my perspective is just from a small. 40 member fire department here in Eastern Ontario, uh, it's really good to get out and talk to people right across North America and even, even the world, uh, to, uh, to get an idea of what, what needs are out there. And that's kind of, uh, that's kind of where we started working together. Paul, I don't know if you want to take it more from there. Yeah. And I think making it here was always kind of a big, big part and passion to, to do that kind of make it ourselves, make it in our own shop. Um, and I think, uh, in hindsight, looking back six years, it was nuts to go through that process just to uh, think like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, let's let's do this. And really, to, what what really kicked that off about probably seven years ago or so. What what really kind of kick started us really pursuing this full time and diving in was one of the videos that we made uh, went viral on Facebook and got just under a million views in three days. And and we were just looking at each other like, this is nuts. Like we've got you know, there's some interest, obviously, or a lot of interest in some traction. So um, what if we take this as a full-time thing and, and jump in and, of course, let's manufacture it. No problem. I'd, I'd done a little bit. I'd done, yeah, construction, a lot of stuff like that in the past and had an uncle that I learned how to use a lathe and mill and, and just really basic manufacturing. Uh, and I was like, yeah, piece of cake, we can do this. And uh, that learning curve was like pretty crazy to go um from zero to where we're at today. And it's, it's been awesome to, to yeah, manufacture ourselves and kind of control that process. And I think, um, yeah, <laughs> supply chain issues that we've seen over the last years, we're yeah. glad that we control that and then we can control the quality and output and make changes quick too, which has been great. So we can, you know, send stuff to you guys and it's like, yeah, get some feedback, quickly change it um, and keep rolling. And that's been, yeah, an awesome, awesome part of the process as well. Just, learning how to make and manufacture and then scaling that up as uh, as we go to where we're at now. Would you say when you guys first started with the snagger idea, uh, did you have a whole bunch of other ideas in play as well, or you're just focusing all on the snagger tool? Well, at, at the, the snagger itself, no, we were just trying to uh, optimize that tool and and then and then get it to get it to market. And, and thanks for reminding me about the video, Paul, because, yeah, Paul was involved before we were partnered up uh, in, in, in trying to get it to market. And that video was back when we had a chief that would let us blow things up and jump out of two-story Aspenite-built, you know, structures. <laughs> Basically, yeah, uh, showcase the tool in a very fun way. And it made for some cool videos. But uh, uh, no, we really focused on the snagger itself. We thought it was a tool that, that was unique in the fire service. Um, there was maybe one... Uh, other tool that was somewhat of a competitor but not really and so we thought that was something that was very unique let's get it out there and be, try to become the 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 kleenex or the vice grip of 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 the fire world like that you know so people refer to that as the snagger tool that's the that's what it's called you know and and then once once paul was on full time and we had staff and a robot that was you know milling this stuff and and we had expenses and things like that and we thought okay now we have infrastructure now what other tools can we bring to the you know to the game that uh that firefighters need and that we can have a yeah a part of 
Yeah, nice. Um, so today, so you started out with the snagger, so you had one skew. Now, how many yeah. skews today do you have out to market? It keeps changing. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it keeps. Uh, I have to do a recount because we've we've actually been simplifying some things too. So we actually have a little bit less now. We've been discontinuing some colors, really streamlining, looking at um, what are the best products, where the products that are really make the most difference. Like, like Luke said, the snagger is so unique and so um, you know, there's, there's nothing really like that. So it's how do we kind of push those things that actually make a difference rather than things that might already be out there, similar things. So, um, really the snagger, mini spanners, wedges, pocket organizer, and the pocket organizer kit are really our biggest ones. And we've really been driving home on those ones and, and pushing hard on those ones, discontinuing, uh, the colors. Um, so blue, black, we just got rid of, uh, we just sold out of those, um, yellow's next so if anybody's looking for yellow get it now while you can um but we sell almost all red so we're like let's make it easier for us and everyone else that uh we just have red so yeah the skews are actually going down a bit but then we're always working on new stuff to to uh yeah think of what what we can do next well and we try to avoid for the longest time me too products so products that already existed out there like host high-rise straps or hose straps um you know, some of those things that, you know, it's, and then we realized, well, there's a demand for that. And it's something that we can make uniquely modus and just add to our, to our toolkit. So a lot of our, our current SKUs are me too products that you could get at other suppliers, but we're really trying to build a brand allegiance with, uh, with a lot of folks and finding that, you know, people come to love the ingenuity of some of our tool designs and, and the, the marketing that we've got going on. And, uh, they, you know, they like having modus on uh, on some of our components. So why not build a wedge that you know other people have? You can cut them out of two by fours, but these look a lot cooler. Yeah, for sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got the heavy. Oh, sorry, I'm knocking everything over. <laughs> we got actually the heavy hitter here. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you've added the uh, that's the attachment for the for the um, alligator bar, right? Yeah, or or just so you can pull it out of the pouch, like the pouch that. Uh, yep, an unreleased uh, pouch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Top secret. Top secret. That's okay. Yeah. It's out of frame. That's yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, a couple other things in the works, which is awesome. Sending you guys stuff, and then uh, yeah, getting getting feedback and testing it, and a couple of new things in the works. So mm-hmm. we've got to share a little bit about the vest. That's been our process all along in any design of, of anything we have coming out is we've got a couple guys um, either working for us or working with us or just stop by the shop, Toronto Firefighters, Niagara Falls, Brantford, um, that are interested in what we're doing. And, and we just we just play open book. Like, here's something we're thinking of. What do you guys think? And they bang it around and say it's too small or too big or it's the wrong shape or whatever. And the best feedback comes from guys that use this stuff every day and, uh, and, the, and the fire service. And the same thing with the snagger tool. We very early on where there was a very early iteration, we were on a show called backyard inventors and uh, we, and, and as part of the show, you know, it's, it's one of these shows that they, you know, like, Ooh, will you get the funding and all this kind of stuff, you know? And, and, uh, but they brought on about 15 Toronto firefighters to go out and play with it and tug of war and, you know, beat it back and forth and, and give some feedback. And that, that in, um, the re, as a result of that, there were some changes made to the tool. Um, as with everything else we developed, you guys have, you know, given us feedback on other things you'd like to see come into the fire service as well. 
and uh, we could be more responsive on that. It's been a very busy year for both of us, but uh, we're um, yeah, we're getting settled in, and uh, it's good. Yeah, I think we have one of the earlier, more recent, if you will, um, Snagger Tools. Uh, one of the first purchases that we made off of you guys actually it was a it was a true purchase. Um, that's kind of for our listeners that maybe don't know how we kind of came came to be. Um, we saw you guys on the internet. It was how how many years ago? Um, we're like ah, Snagger Tool that looks pretty cool, uh, and I think we bought three or four, and it was like the old gold color, so like pre- pretty yeah. old. Um, definitely, there yeah, it is, kind of like that. There, yeah. Um, so I think you made a few changes since then, even. But uh, yeah, we ended up just buying a couple, and I think just being me, I'm like, hey, like we do this podcast, like whatever you guys can do, we would love to, you know, get a deal or get, get something. And like the next thing, a truckload of stuff came your way. <laughs> and the next thing you know, so we got our, our first couple, and um, hashtag get Scott a snagger started yeah. from some of our listeners. Um, so the first, I think the first like shipment was the scott snagger um and then when you guys started to demo the wedges we we were demoing wedges and from from that point the floodgates opened and we've been working together for a good couple years now and um man it has been an awesome ride together and uh you know getting back to when you guys came out here and did the film work uh which i would love to get your guys's version of of how that process kind of started and what what got you thinking hey we should make videos of people in the fire service um that's been going really really well um everybody's responded super super positively on our end of it and everything that i see commented on, online has been very very positive so why don't we talk about you know about that about you guys coming out doing the filming and what uh what kind of kick-started the idea to to make the fire and life video Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, I think uh, I think just wanting to connect with more people and just kind of share the stories of what people are doing, um, and and kind of look at the interesting side of everyone involved. And in, and everyone's a firefighter; that's their main thing. But then, what do they do outside of that? And kind of how does that merge um, with their life? So that's that was really just kind of sharing other people's stories and and creating content for um, yeah people to to learn more about other people come to our site and uh, share those stories. So that's really, that's really how it started. And you guys were, yeah, prime, prime first uh, pick to, uh, to try it out. And it went great. If you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guinea pigs. There's gotta be. Yeah. And if yeah. they're far enough away, then we, you know, we don't have to live with it. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The other end of the yeah. country, if it fails, yeah. We don't have to. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, but it was really part of a uh, a broader, um, you know, you can always, in, in the noise of internet marketing and in the noise of, of, of how do you get in front of the faces of, of millions of firefighters that, that live and work in, in North America, it was, you know, there's lots of advertisement like, hey, buy this thing for 59 bucks and, you know, get a free widget or something like that. But if we were kind of coming at it from an obtuse angle and telling the stories that existed out there of interesting people who happened to, as part of their lives, be a, a, a paid-on-call firefighter or a volunteer firefighter, or full-time even, and having other jobs on the side as a cabinet maker or making belts or 
being a sheriff or an EMT or running a parts store, you know, or running a podcast as three buddies, that that was kind of, hey, how many stories like this are there out there? And is there an opportunity for us to to uh, tell those stories? And then Paul had some former uh, co-workers, guys that he worked with um, in video, who were looking to freelance. And that's where, you know, Chris and uh, and Alex and, and, uh, uh, and so... You guys met, uh, met met Chris when, and Alex out there, um, and they really helped us develop some of that uh, that, that filmmaking ability, as it were. And as you, as anybody that ha- if you haven't seen it, definitely watch because what's what's amazing is, yeah, partnering with Chris and Alex was nuts because they're so next level. So we had this great story idea, and it's like, okay, let's this is going to be awesome. Everything that they do is always awesome, and then it's like very few people make something and then exceed your expectations. And then it's like, oh, wow. It's like, I pictured this, but it's that much better. And that's really what happened with this, where it's like, we're just, yeah, blown away by by what we thought was going to be great. And then it was just amazing. It's like, yeah, this is, this is pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can definitely echo that. It's, uh, you know, when we first started to talk about the video shoot and what it was going to look like, I'm like, yeah, this will be pretty cool. I think it'll end up looking all right. Um, we're a bunch of idiots, so how could it really be? <laughs> they show up in all these cameras and this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are they going to actually realize how this week? I think it was like a Chevrolet Cruze or something say, with a truckload of lighting gear shoved into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a piece of junk, whatever it was. It was right on the roof of the paracorders. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, ah, what have we gotten ourselves into here, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, what a wicked experience. Um, I mean, it was like right off the jump, it was the most relaxed, enjoyable experience. Um, you know, like when you're putting something out there for, I guess, the world to see, which I mean, we're, we do that here already, but sure. it's in our, our, our own little way, right? So yeah. we've become comfortable with this environment, but now it's actually video going out there to everybody. And like, uh, it's a bit of, <laughs> it's a step out of our normal wheelhouse, right? But right. I mean, you guys, the production crew there was amazing. And the final product, the first time that I watched it, you guys sent, sent that over early and we shared, shared that amongst ourselves and just our families and it was like watching it back i actually had goosebumps i'm like oh uh, that's like, cool this yeah. so cool like we aren't that cool like let's just get that up <laughs> like i mean maybe but like i i just don't see it so i'm like holy shit like this is next level stuff and uh again just an over-the-top production you guys did an amazing thing there uh and all of them turned out amazing but uh seeing seeing ours back first was i mean the, the bar that I thought in my mind that we were never going to get to, we were way up here. It was just, yeah. it was phenomenal. Awesome. It didn't hurt that you guys got a side-by-side the day before, or took, no, sorry, took delivery as we were videoing. And then we got to go, those little shots up in the mountains, that was great. Like, you know, that was a yeah. fantastic uh, little bonus that we weren't expecting. Sure. Yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty great. Um, having the opportunity to go and test it out in, a, in our coverage area, places that we will absolutely be responding to, um, getting that like first demo of how well that piece of equipment is going to serve us, uh, and then getting those action shots were 
were amazing. Um, you know, following well, to hear that you guys used it last week in the golf course there to re- that for that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like yeah. hey, I can picture that machine and you guys in it and the poor patient that's traveling in the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> if Ash was driving. Uh, no, I was absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, why don't you, for our, our listeners, tell us about about how it was uh, for you to come out here, Luke, and, and, and what that experience was like for you. Because, I mean, we've told kind of our version of it, but... Sure. I mean, why don't you give a bit of a Cliff Snow's version of coming out here and I mean for the first time walking in and you know like like we say meeting these three idiots from BC and kind of what that looked like. Well, that was it was it was yeah it was a fantastic experience for myself as well and I I, I got to kind of a uh, well not apologize but I also arrived at your place um, just coming off some really bad news at home with a business that was going you know and so my I was kind of in two worlds at the same time but it was so fun to. Um, uh, to just see your world, and 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 I, I realize every fire hall is different, but every fire hall is exactly the same in a, in a lot of ways. And uh, I I I really I, I love the fact that you guys have the training ground set up where we can you know you you know we can you can go and 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 play with real fire. Um, uh, you guys had everybody involved at the fire hall. I mean, you brought you, the guys were eager to come out and train. Your chief is a rock star. I, I just he was great to to meet, and he's like this old school, really cool guy. And I was like, oh man, I want to. Yes, exactly, exactly the mustache, but also his just laid back attitude. Like, hey, I trust my guys. They're gonna, you know, it's really nice to 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 meet a department where guys were really engaged and uh, really excited to train. And excited to get involved, and I found that actually quite inspirational. And you know, we got to get back to that on our own departments out here too. There's so many rules that we got to now abide by that it's hard to have that freedom that, that you know that I sense that you guys have um, with some some of uh, the training that you guys had going on. So that was really neat for me. It was as much learning about the filming process as you guys for the for the most part. I mean, we had done some before, but. Um, uh, you guys just kept it fun. I mean, just, you know, the, a video that takes 30 seconds to produce, as you now know, is five hours of filming. And, and okay, let's just wait. Let's try it again. Let's do this this sort of thing. And um, I also like seeing a different world. You guys have, you guys deal with forest firefighting and mountains and and that sort of thing. And, and, and we're just coming on to medical. That was new. You know, for us, we do mostly medical and, you know, the occasional house fire or car accident. Um, so no, it was a, and, and just as well, I mean, you guys aren't three idiots, but it was nice to realize that three normal guys can pull off a podcast, you know, and, uh, it was good. And it was fun to try to get you guys to dress up and look good, get Mr. Sheriff in his, in his gear and take pictures from different angles and see you in your homes and see you in your normal lives. And, uh, no, that was, that was a, a, a fun experience to put the, put that film together. Nice. I think that's, um, you know, you definitely hit it that trying to make things and keep things fun, that's how, like, that's our big, I don't want to call it claim to fame, but uh, we, we really try to keep that at the forefront of all of our training, uh, our podcasts here, everything that, that we do. If you, you know, if, if it's, I think we said it in the video, if it's dry, nobody wants to be there. You, you start to lose the engagement. 
Um, and there's certain times that you have to go through those those moments. But if, yeah. if you have that that like equity in the bank of all of the fun training and all of the enjoyable things that you do, people swallow the dry training a, a little bit easier. So yeah. to, to kind of minimize that and just you know, really focus on that fun, hands-on learning, um, like we were doing with the video shoot, like that yeah. it wasn't really all that far off from what a normal training event could have looked That's like right. for us, minus yeah. the counts. <laughs> yeah. And I think who you guys are and that just how we got to know each other over time and in that fun side that's kind of what drew us to do this first video because for us it was like okay this is a pretty big risk it's a lot of money to make a video especially at that level and it's like okay how's this going to work we this is a brand new concept um what can we do to to make it as less risky as possible so then yeah that that fun side i think was kind of like okay well we know that the content will be good um and that yeah we'll we'll try this out see how it goes and obviously uh it's not too bad i think another side you touched on it there ash with with the uh keeping training from fun and 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 that and i i I, i'm seeing a lot of stress in our department right now where guys have such busy lives and 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 it seems busier than 20 years ago i don't know if that's true or not but it seems that way and so we're competing you know as a fire department we're competing for each of our members time and uh, they have the option, op- opportunity to take their kid to hockey or, or, you know, work another hour at their job or whatever. And if, if training is fun and they equate that with the professionalism that comes along with it, you know, in responding and everything else, um, somehow, and I don't know the answer. I mean, we talked about that a little bit when we were there, too. And I think it's every, every bit of leadership in the fire department across North America probably has the same problem. How do we retain guys? And we thought maybe some of these videos would help with that as well. Like, hey, by you're part of a bigger brotherhood than just your own your own department. Like, look at these cool guys from BC. Look at these cool guys from Toronto. We, you know, we went to Iceland for some videos as well. And that's crazy. Oh yeah, you're part of a bigger family. And maybe that would have some you know somebody watching that while sitting on the loo, you know, decide you know what I am really proud to be part of a bigger <laughs> brotherhood, and and I'm going to go to training tonight. Nice. Yeah, I think you nailed it there. Like the the recruitment and retention, it's been getting way more difficult over the years. And uh, yeah, I think it's definitely our, our work that work life balance is getting hard. So if we don't make these training events, you know, fun and realistic, and you know, when you do a scenario based training, that, that's what people like. Like we all get these dry nights of, you know, let's throw some ladders, do whatever, some pose movements, etc. But until you actually tie it into a scenario based training event, like a high fidelity sim. That's where it's fun, you know. And it gets, and it, it reflects on your training. Yeah. You, build, like with, you talk a lot about Scott. You build everybody up over the next, over kind of the three practices, then your big training event, and just seeing everybody mesh and work together so nicely. That's where we're getting that retention. Uh-huh. But if you don't, guys are going to choose not to show up for that practice night. Yeah, we were just having that conversation the other night after our practice. Um, we had half of the group was uh, dunking themselves in the uh, ice. We had uh, an ice rescue course go, that was going on the previous weekend. So we divvied up the, the hall again, and half of them uh, took some of the guys down for some shore-based ice rescue training. So the ice techs went out and did their thing. Um, 
everybody else got eyes on of what that looks like and what they can bring to it from the shore. Uh, and then the other side of us went out and did uh, force entry and some passive entry, which showcased a lot of your guys' product. Right. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Our members now, halfway through practice, is like, so when's the discount code coming? And they're like, all right, I'm just waiting for the wrap up here. With the- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But- Bonus 15. I'm feeling generous tonight. <laughs> first, folks. Yeah. Uh, so we, you know, we're sitting around afterwards having a, a pop and a chips and, um, you know, the guys are like, we're pumped to do some awesome training. And then we started to think about and talk about some of our departments that are our neighbors. They're our mutual aid departments that they don't have, you know, the training facilities that we're lucky to have. They don't get the calls that we're lucky to have. Right. So like, we're not like a rocket department, but we're really busy. Yeah. Um, I mean, last year we had what... We had a fight with the chief about how many structure fires. I think we settled on 15. There was technically more on paper, but 15 actual structure fires. Um, I mean, that's pretty busy. Uh, And then plus MVI, plus forest fires, plus medical, plus, plus, plus. So, um, I mean, we had a fairly busy season. You go and look at, I think we had more structure fires than some of these neighboring departments had calls. So when, when you have that issue... And training can be fun, but it's not as like in depth because they, they don't have the facilities. Um, you know, when when we have a bit of a dry spell, you can already tell that like guys are getting kind of I don't know they're just on edge, right? And then a good call or a good training event kind of brings everybody back. Hundred percent. That makes such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're like man, like what what can these guys do to make their training? even though it's not going to be as in-depth or whatever, like what can they do to, to get people more engaged? And I think that's like, we're super lucky to have what, what we have. And I think we take that for granted a lot. Like, you know, hey, just go out and do this kind of training event. Go out and do this. And like, oh, well, yeah. not everybody has that. So no, no. like one of our followers sent a text and, or a message on, on Facebook was asking like, hey, like we don't have a burn building. We don't have this. We don't have this. Like, what can we do? I said, man, just go set up vehicles and set up pallets and do a, a wicked hose movement practice. And, you know, get guys to bump up and start using extra manpower and, you know, start draining down SCBA. So, you know, guys have to back out and you have to put more more uh, firefighters in. And his mind was not blown. But he's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take this to my training officer and we're going to put that into the rotation. I mean, these very easy tasks are things that people can do that hone great skills that you can use out on the fire fireground um, if you don't have all of these awesome you know training facilities like we're really lucky to have um, but if you're not doing anything like we said like if you're gonna throw throw a ladder once or twice twice a month if you're gonna be sitting there death by, by PowerPoint the rest of the time that's when you really start to lose guys so show up early have a plan don't just wing it. Like, see the pants training never goes over well. Um, I think we've all been in a position where you have to throw stuff, stuff together. And if you, if you compare that night to what you've actually prepped, like, if, if we're training on Thursday, I'm at the training grounds on Wednesday. Like, planning ahead, having it ready, you know, again, valuing people's time, getting good instruction out in front of them. So it, 
you hit the ground running and it's awesome training, that's what keeps people engaged. Yeah, I think there's a balance there. You have to go, um, you have to have the, the training that's um, like written down or, or mm-hmm. um, whatever you said, about, like being prepared, but you, yeah. you also have to have training that's not the same all the time. That's right. And uh, I think some departments get get fixated on that. They, they follow the book. Everything's by the book and uh, nothing ever changes. So, oh, we're doing a lot of practice exactly the same way we've been doing it for, for 20 years. And, you know, uh, thank God our chief, he, he hates that. That's the way we've always done it. He hates that that term. And I hate that term. Um, yeah. I kind of yeah. told these guys, I don't know if I told Todd. Um, I was just down in, the, uh, in Vancouver training in, in my other job uh, last week. And, um, the course, I was teaching, I was actually teaching some instructors on how to be instructors. Um, and the course the week before was taught by some other instructors. And they were following the, well, that's the way we've always done it way oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, the students were not entirely pleased with the, with the course <laughs> and then they get to our course and it's not just me but it's the other guys that i train with um you know we were running it more like hey this is new let's let's uh let's play around with some different drills let's do some different things and we were making it as fun as we could we had like uh, music playing when we were, we were rolling on the ground and um it was like it was almost like organized chaos we were doing but uh, they learned a lot and uh, everybody had fun and that really uh, shows now because I think those guys are going to become really good instructors and hopefully will we'll carry on and, and teach the way we were doing it. I, I think, uh, not to pump your tires, but the, the, what your podcast does for a lot of folks is those departments that don't have as many calls or as much you know, going on, they feel part of something else. At least that's what I would, you know, when I listen to you guys yak about your calls and you know this train derailment here and this other thing happened here or we had a, a structure fire and just hear you talking through it, that's the kind of banter and and breakdown and and debriefing we would do after a call that we had but we don't have 15 structure fires a year we might have five you know and you're that that antsiness that you talk about or that on edge when there there hasn't been a call for a while and guys start losing interest a little bit if the training is dry in the meantime um you know if you're isolated as a department if you're not connected via video or podcast or guys are in, in you know some of our guys are interested in other training videos or some of our guys are professionals at ottawa or or whatever, so they're getting other training. Um, there's got to be these other avenues to keep guys interested, and I think that's what you guys do with this podcast. That's a little bit of what we wanted to do with some of the videos. Was hey, you know, like look at this interesting stuff going on. You're part of something like that, and maybe bring that spark back. But I think the uh, yeah, the training question is going to be. Uh, I, I think you guys have that one nailed down. You know how to do it right, and I mean it's not perfect. Obviously, that's a, that's a that's an ongoing thing. But uh, I think you got a lot of the, the the right ideas going forward. That's cool. Yeah, I like what we train, and, and some guys actually think um, when they think back, um, they actually in their mind they remember that actually being a call. Sure. We've had that before. They're like, yeah. we're like, yeah, how many? Yeah. We're trying to remember the calls for the year, and then one of them says, and we're like, that wasn't the call. That was a that was the training night. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. It was so yeah. weird to them that it was like, oh, no, that actually was just training night. That wasn't actually a call. So yeah. that's what we, we kind of strive for. Well, the calls are so good at reminding us what we don't know. You know, we had a school bus. We had an MVA the other day with a school bus, a, uh, like a, a, a straight, a 26-foot straight truck, basically rear-ended the back end of a school bus and sent a car out the middle. You know, and, and fortunately, everybody was fine. We extricated the, the woman just fine. But it was absolute chaos, you know. When you hear school bus with children, and then there was, I think there was six ambulance buses there, and, you know, and the cops were all over it, and it's only a road that you can act like, you know, there was no... Uh, intersection and it was just a zoo and then 
everybody got it all sorted out. But then when you go back for the debrief, it's like, okay, we need better organization with this or, or the other thing. We, you know, we should divide into two sectors or, we, you know, and that sort of thing. And then people are getting involved again right away. And it was followed or preceded by a, um, we had a woman uh, come to stop at a railway crossing and the van got, got smoked. She got out of the van in time. So, again, no one was hurt. But it was like two MBAs right at one after the other that were that got us thinking and got the juices flowing and guys like, we got to train more on this. Like, yes, we do. You know, and so, so and those, that, the calls really, in, yeah. Yeah. And that's actually something that we've done. Like, um, was it a year ago or two years ago? Uh, with all the, like the mass, um, uh, accidents on some of the freeways out East and down the States in the wintertime, mm-hmm. we started talking about, okay, well, you know, it's time to start talking about MCI training again. Yep. And okay. How's this going to look like in a, uh, in a practice night? So you guys went down, stacked up a bunch of cars, motorhome, uh, tractor trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had patients scattered around in them. The motor RV was on fire, and then yeah. just to work and see how the guys are going to uh, split up the teams because access and egress was tough. Like, it was phenomenal. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a great thing about being up to have a training ground and, and just push the limits a little bit. Like, you know, I'm sure. Well, you guys are able to light everything on fire, which just makes it so much more. Yeah, like everybody's normal training. Everybody has normal training, and then you guys do training with everything on fire. And it's you want to light on fire? Like, yeah, yeah. Blow it up. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. I love it. Yeah, right. So, I mean, in the name of training, we can get away with a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah, we actually there's a bylaw in our town that basically allows us to do things. Oh, it's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're sitting here uh, 35 plus minutes in and we're talking about training. Um, I mean, is there any better time to oh, segue? We're having our seminar this coming May. Uh, we've talked about it a few times on the podcast before. And, you know, we're always looking to have uh, some new presenters, some new people coming in. And uh, I don't know if you guys have anybody in mind, but <laughs> do you? <What? laughs> do we have anybody in mind? Huh? <clears throat> Maybe some modus guys. I don't know some modus tools. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose yeah. we got to come down and uh, and, yeah. and and participate in some of your training. We'll have to figure yeah, out what that looks like. We're really, really excited to have you guys come out this year. Um, kind of chatting beforehand. It sounds like. Uh, you know, you guys want to come out. You're going to bring a ton of your your guys' product. Uh, bring out some uh, cameras. Get some some awesome yeah. footage. Yeah. Um, we are super super excited to have you guys out here. Um, and just take take part in uh, those quick hour long sessions that that put people hands on in live fire scenarios, auto extrication, uh, yeah. MCI events, stop the bleed, um, gas like like Fortis gas, uh, Fortis electric. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we have a ton. River, yeah. There's like 20, 24, 25 um, live events. Nothing is paper. Everything is, is live, hands-on. Um, it's going to be an amazing event. Uh, it's the first one since 2019, uh, right. pre-pandemic. So we've been sitting on this since then, and we are very, very excited to get out in front of people. And to have you guys get on board this year is going to be phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah, Chris. So Chris is coming and we'll be doing, yeah, lots of videos. So uh, what's awesome is we'll be able to take, yeah, what you guys are doing and, and share it with everyone and, and they'll be able to see 
see it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Ash said, um, everything's live. Like we're, um, we actually had one of the head, one of the one of our academies uh, message. <laughs> he emailed me the other day. Hey, can I do a flip chart PowerPoint thing on uh, yeah. dynamics of fire? I'm like, no. no. <laughs> you want? We'll build you a building, and we can let it. Yeah. Fire. We'll light your flip chart yeah. on fire and let them put it yeah. on <laughs> fire. Watch the fire dynamics. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this paper pyrolyze. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a really awesome op- opportunity for, for you know you guys as well to come out. And, I mean, there's going to be 300, 400 firefighters running around doing all of this live live training. Um, you know, getting the exposure of the product is, is going to be great. Um, I think the cool thing, I, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but for me, for you guys to put tools in somebody's hand that has maybe never heard of you never had the opportunity to try it like just live like hey so you you went and did that first attack you know with no modus with bare bare hands now let's go in with the snagger tool hey now let's try you're doing force entry let's come over here and let's use our uh, heavy hitter wedge as well right so adding you know your guys's products into the session as people are doing it i mean it's awesome for you for product placement, awesome video. So you can see people going from uh, bare hands to Snagger tool, hose handling, because a ton of our stuff is going to be um, involving uh, hose lines. So yeah. amazing opportunity to get people that have you know never had the opportunity or you know maybe never heard of you to go out and try it. Um, and then getting like real li- like like real world live uh, reaction to uh, you know the benefits of uh, using the product. Oh, 100 percent, and I think the the uh, I think it'll be interesting for the participants too that we we engage with. I mean, just I mean, you throw a camera in the room, everybody gets excited. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to be, am I going to be famous? You know, like you will, maybe you will. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> I don't know how the, whether that'll change any dynamics for the spring seminar or not. But uh, it'll be interesting. Did you bring it from uh, like what ten or fifteen other departments? Is that uh... Uh, last time we had forty five? Forty-five departments feeding that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. So you're, yeah. Well, that's that's pretty cool. We have departments coming from the island. Uh, okay. Day. Yeah. They did like an eight-hour. Well, not an eight-hour ferry ride. They did like a two-hour ferry ride and like another ferry ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Some of them are quite the distance. No, that would be very interesting. Yeah. We kind of cast that net over the Pacific Northwest. We have a few um, a few people come up from the states. Okay. Uh, some yeah. people coming from Alberta. Um, and then, obviously, you guys coming from a little further east. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, Pacific Northwest is, is kind of our, our, our main thing. This whole seminar, it started out as the BC Volunteer Firefighters Seminar, but, okay. uh, which it's still is called that because it's in BC. Uh, that, that being said, though, like, we don't say you can only come if you're from BC. Uh, right. if, if you want to come and train, come and train. Um, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to go to live fire. Or if they do, they're paying $300 or $400 a firefighter. And... With some more rural departments' budgets, that's yeah, or oh, that's more, right? Un- I mean, yeah, it definitely starts to get expensive. Now, you may have the opportunity to get a piece of paper that says that you went inside of a live fire building, uh, and we're like, we don't give that. We, we'll give you a hearty high five and a wicked <laughs> yeah. concert on Thumbs Saturday. Up, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll rent it on a napkin for them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If that's what they you know really want to get, but partially burned napkin. About getting out there, getting that stress inoculation, getting you know, introduced to some of these skills. 
you will not be a professional at any of these fields once you leave the seminar, but you'll be introduced to it, getting a little bit of the exposure. And then hopefully that drives you to go out and get the better and the longer training later. Right. And it varies. Like sometimes there's, there's very well-seasoned veterans that show up and other people that are brand new that never put on SCBA. Uh, some departments don't touch highway rescue, so then they're getting to play with tools. Uh, so there's a real diversity of, uh, of people that are there. Yeah, I think we, we take our same like kind of training ideas that we have in our regular department and we put it basically on a big scale. Uh, so we try to make it as fun as we can. And, and that's why we've kind of gotten away from calling it the seminar because that seminar to me, I remember when the right. you know, when the bomb squad showed up one year, um, who was a friend of mine from, from town, he, he, they, they come to do a, they're just kind of come and show their bomb robot worked and um, they drive in in their bomb truck on Friday night and I said, yeah, we'll just go over there. I said, don't go too far into that field because uh, tomorrow we're gonna uh, I forget, we're gonna have a missile uh, fly out of a out of our side by side and, and blow up that house. And, and he's like, what? Because <laughs> my friend kind of knew what we do. He kind of knew that know that we're a little crazy. And he's like, what, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's just the opener. We're just gonna blow some stuff up. Yeah. What kind of stuff is this? And, and in that morning, the morning they saw it, and yeah, I think we jumped two side by sides, and we had a, a gunfight, and a missile hit a blue of a house, and um, and then about ten minutes later, they called me, and they're like, "Hey, can we blow up uh, something at lunch? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to blow up? They're like, I don't know. We'll blow something up." So they end up blowing up like uh, like a thumb size thing of C four, yeah. which oh. blew up some windows in the town. <laughs> <laughs> but just to be able to do that in the middle of a center ball diamond, blow up uh, C four. <laughs> Everyone was just like, "Wow, this is crazy." <laughs> that's why we, we actually call it the Fire Palooza now, because uh, yeah. one, awesome. one of the police officers actually said, "This is like a regular old Fire Palooza you guys got going on here." <laughs> so, yeah, name will stick. That sounds like a great name. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, are we able to talk about your latest thing that you sent me? Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, and, and actually, it was interesting because it went. You want to grab that? Um, one of the one of the sessions we're going to have this year is on rescue task force and uh, and how it's going to tie in with uh, like um, we we talked about a lot on the podcast how to tie it in with uh, fire because now that NFPA not not a big fan of NFPA stuff but they actually have NFPA three thousand is actually on on uh, what they call an Asher so a, a active shooter hostile environment response um, team so or rescue task force for some people call it that and uh, one of the sessions we have um, I'm going to be teaching it on because with the law enforcement side, um, we're actually teaching um, law enforcement response and how fire can work with that. And I've been trying to find uh, find plate carriers for the, for uh, for us to, to demo. <laughs> and uh, Todd sends me this picture. He goes, yeah, "I think Modus has plate carriers now," because <laughs> you saw some random Instagram yeah, pictures. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, I emailed Paul the other day, and uh, yeah, this came while I was away, and so nice. with it. Um, yeah, this, the plate carrier. Uh, did you make it for um, for workout mostly? Is that what your idea was? Yeah, that was the original idea. More more just for workout. So we've got the weight plates just for different weight plates for working out. And then, uh, yeah, you reached out. I was like, yeah, that's perfect. That's that's a great idea. So got it in the mail right away. And you know, you know what? I, when I first was like, well, what, what's he going to know about plate carriers? <laughs> and I don't yeah. know what to, but you seem to know a lot. <laughs> yeah, plate carrier quite often. And like I said, yeah, this one it's got the padding on the shoulders, which is it's super yeah. Um, I haven't worn it like for hours, like I wear my other one. But you know, uh, nice comfortable padding. It's got the. And I was actually going to say, hey, 
on the shoulder straps, you should have some mollies to attach a tourniquet. And then it comes, I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, this is the third. This is the third version, and hopefully, hopefully, the final one. So right. we get your blessing. It gets it's, yeah, it's, approved, it's, it's, then we're good. Uh, <laughs> I got the, the the Velcro for the identifier to go on. Um, yep. Full straps, and it's actually cool because it's got double. Yes. Both sides. Because my other one, when I pull on it, it does that. Right? Yes. So now with the double, that's pretty cool. Um, yep, exactly. Yeah, and it's got lots of molly in the front, and it fits uh, the plates I currently use. And I like the fact it slides in. You and I were talking about this. It slides in from yeah. the top. For whatever reason, most plate carriers slide in from the bottom, and there's another Velcro strap. And it doesn't. seems kind of like I don't know why they would do that. Um, this is much more uh, efficient, I find. Yeah, if anybody knows, let me know. Because I, I really wondered why from the bottom up, especially especially on the workout side, because the heaviest plates are pretty heavy. Yeah. And if I just looked at a bunch of different vests, and I was like, this just seems nuts if you've got the weakest point at the bottom, that if those plates, plates fall out in your toe, that's a lot of weight. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't make sense to go strap it in and it's awkward to get them in so it's like maybe yeah it's, it's just for, put them in from the top maybe it's when you're doing chin or like hooking your legs over and doing curl ups <laughs> yeah, or exactly plates fall and hit you in the up yeah your nose you don't want that happening yeah i'll try that yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> i mean you know yeah. <laughs> but yeah we'll definitely uh we'll, we'll have that out uh i'm guessing we'll have one of those out at the uh, seminar and uh we'll let you yeah, for sure uh, we'll do the demos yeah yeah, and also we'll work out the uh, logistics of uh, coming out for the uh, fire palooza as uh, as we time gets closer for sure. Right, awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be really exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's start wrapping things up. Sure thing. Um, is there anything else just before we start getting into some wrap up here that uh, you guys want to add to? Um, not too much else in the works. Our Modus magazine, that's been out uh, for a little while. That kind of came with the Firelight video series. So we're going to tweak that a bit because uh, you guys were in the first issue. So we were going to do it quarterly, um, but now we're rebuilding the first one because most people that are buying from our site either first-time buyers or second-time, but a lot of kind of first-time buyers. So then it's like, ah, if we do it quarterly, everyone's missing out on all the other issues. So we're going to just make one bigger version. Um, and then put your story back in and make just one bigger kind of yearly one. Uh, and then just talking with other other fire companies uh, to kind of feature their story, kind of like Fire Life on the video series, but then just kind of telling the stories of what other people are doing. And it's because we're not a magazine company. It's not like they're paid ads or, or things like that. We're just kind of sharing the other cool stuff that other people are doing and really trying to, yeah, make a kind of bring community together and share yeah, what other people are up to and working on. So, awesome. Uh, where can people find you and your products, and uh, any like the Fire Life magazine or the uh, YouTube series? If you're on Facebook or Instagram and you come to our <laughs> website or click something, you'll get blasted probably with the ads, so you won't be able to escape. But uh, if you go to modusfirerescue.com uh, or just Google Modus, uh, you'll find it. Find us and uh, yeah, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. Dial 911 and we'll show up at your door. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you once again, guys. Uh, it was awesome having you back on. Um, love staying in touch with you guys. And I'm really yeah. excited to see where things go in the future. Absolutely. 100%. Appreciate awesome. you guys taking the time. All right. Uh, any more for any more? No. No.
Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Okay. Thank you. We'll sign off. Have a good night. All right. Cheers. Take care. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into shout outs. Do we need to shout them? We need to shout them. Oh, absolutely. Modus, uh, they make some stuff. <laughs> yeah, about an hour's worth yeah, of listening worth of stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, DTFF. Five for now, five but for I mean, now. there are some other numbers thrown I around. I heard a 15 so. mentioned, but I yeah. it might just still be five. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to sweet talk when they come over seminar. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, get them on the wine tour and some of sure. the local distilleries, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Modus DDFF5 for 5% off all your Modus needs. Awesome. And yep. then Manscaped, Ash. Yeah, Manscaped, um, like we just said, ra- wrapping up for our Fighter Cancer Awareness Month uh, last month. Um, that's what really got us on board with the Manscaped company. Um, you know, keeping, keeping yourself clean, uh, good uh, hygiene goes a long way to uh, washing away. Um, all of uh, the absorption areas, <laughs> I think is the best way to say that. It's probably not the best way to say it. No, it's a way to say that. Um, we've been using the product. Uh, we got the uh, lawnmower 4.0. Um, we got the weed whacker going around. Uh, the, uh, what do you got? Crop reviver. Crop That's reviver, yeah. Yes. Um, you know what? I have to admit, I was being using the crop reviver all mm-hmm. last week when I was on that course. Yep. <laughs> Because uh, wearing the old uh, groin cup, <laughs> yep. you need to revive the crop. <laughs> sure you do. Yeah, no, really awesome product, guys. Um, you know, uh, we've, uh, I say, been having success. <laughs> I don't know. It's, um, you know, for, for firefighters, like I was saying, it's one of the uh, largest areas of, of absorption. So keeping it uh, short and tidy, keeping yourself clean, uh, goes a long, long way. Uh, awesome product. Uh, cuts down on any of the uh, nicks that uh, you may have found happening in other areas of male uh, grooming. So, again, awesome, awesome product. Uh, hop online, uh, DTFF20. Uh, gets you 20% off uh, and free shipping. So uh, their, their, their website's awesome. It gives all of their uh, product offerings. So hop online there and, uh, yeah, take advantage. Awesome. And then uh, we have Stop the Bleed. Scott. Stop the Bleed. Um, <laughs> stop all the bleeding. Uh, tourniquet, uh, I'm sorry, three methods of wound <laughs> bleeding control, uh, out of sorts here. Uh, wound packing, sorry, direct pressure, wound packing, and tourniquet application. If you're going to use a tourniquet, use a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want training or to know where there's training, uh, stopthebleed.org or .com or .ca. <laughs> yeah. Many, many different ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the big thing with Stop the Bleed, of course, is uh, yeah, if you want to be a trainer or instructor, uh, make it fun, make it realistic. Uh, do the scenario-based training with it. Make sure you can apply a good tourniquet properly in under 60 seconds. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, have fun with it. I was, I was actually, that's why I was out of sorts, because I was actually messaging another instructor about the Stop the Bleed course for tomorrow that they're doing. So. Nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we have uh, Tanner Olson. Yeah, Tanner Olson Band, uh, West Coast Canada. Uh, confirmed coming out to our seminar this coming May. Uh, Going to be putting on an awesome country show. So if you like country music, um, yeah, listen to him everywhere that you uh, listen to music. They're down at the Super Bowl right now. Are they now? I don't know what they're doing, but they're down there. They're down there. Nice. Well done. I don't think, they're not the halftime show. They are not. No, <laughs> I think that's Rihanna. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Then we have um, Dr. Nick Sparrow from RTAC and the ATAC group. 
Yeah, I actually just talked to Dr. Nick uh, last week. He said, uh, <laughs> I said, I need, think I need my thing reinstalled because uh, I did expire. He said he'll do that. Um, yeah, he says it's coming along good. I didn't ask him how many people have hit him up for it yet. But, right. Um, yeah, he said our, the RTAC, um, the online portion is, is going quite well and they're doing some revamps and looking at some new things. So, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, the RTAC course, the rescue trauma uh, and casualty care, fantastic course. Um, I can't say enough about it when we went out and ended the uh, face-to-face with it. It was a great. Yep. Uh, then, of course, you have us. So we are on the Instagram, the TikTok, the YouTube, the Facebook, um, Twitter. And, uh, yeah, you know, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a comment, reach out to us. Uh, we'd really appreciate uh, anything um, uh, as far as uh, ideas, suggestions, um, questions. There's lots of people that reach out to us. We try and get back to you. We've got really good support. Uh, the Suppose is doing all of our social media content now. Yeah. So that is getting a lot better. Thank you for that. Um, anything else, boys? Ash? Uh, yeah, just going to quickly touch on spring seminar oh, yes. again. Yes. Um, so uh, first weekend of May, uh, Firepalooza, as we're calling it, you heard earlier on in the podcast. Uh, you're going to have 24, give or take, uh, live sessions. Uh, you're going to have awesome vendor support. Uh, you heard it here first. Modus will be there. Uh, a ton of other vendors are coming. Uh, again, lots of hands-on. Tanner also is going to be there. Uh, you can find that information. We're going to share it out uh, this uh, coming week to our podcast platform. So anybody in the Pacific Northwest or anywhere that wants to travel out to BC, beautiful wine country, bring a spouse, bring a friend, wicked experience would love to have you guys out here yeah spring seminar is always a, a blast so yeah come out to the fire palooza mm-hmm. all right well scott good night good night, <laughs> <laughs> good night. thanks everybody as always stay safe stay the tff